0: Split tooth media and a synesthesia podcast present a special daily October podcast. hell, 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 hell. To the gang, gang, gang.
1: And I've never understood pursed lips. Are you making a purse with them? Are you holding a coin within them?
2: Is that maybe how you train to have pursed lips, is you put coins in your mouth and have to hold them in? Like, too mm. too many to really hold in without effort? Right, so you have to purse,
0: you have to purse you on really the close coins. Close them up to my, keep the coins from coming s- out. got so many coins in my mouth, I can't keep my lips close to oh, my teeth. Well, if you... I shove a bunch of dimes in between my teeth. And if my only lips. someone would invent a purse, I could put my coins <laughs> in something else. <laughs> if only someone would invent
1: something we could call a purse. <laughs> Since right now it all. All we have the is purse lips. Pursed lips. <laughs> what a sad world to live in, Jason.
2: Well, you know, the nineteen fifties were a tough time. <laughs> so, says, so says my grandpa. pursed intransitive to become wrinkled to pucker how does it relate to my purse Mm, i think it's just parallel development
1: Mm, i see the
2: the wrinkled shows up in 1597 and the thing to put money in shows up maybe in the 1400s okay to pucker or contract as if by tightening the strings of a purse ah there we go Oh, it's like it's Because the purse would be the bag, and you or cinch it, it, and it looks like up. little pursed lips. Or or yeah. maybe a little asshole, depending on how freaky you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Only medium.
2: Um, welcome. <laughs> welcome to... Welcome to Hell to the King.
0: We're doing the entire thing through pursed lips. Tiny little pursed lips. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna put... This is not... My mouth is as small as I can get it. This is... I, the smallest the words can fit through. I, I'm
2: feeling uncomfortable and deeply unpleasant just listening to myself. I can only use short I words
0: can't. when I talk that way. <laughs> it almost sounds like we're doing baby voice. That's words, what is making me quite. uncomfortable is that it's almost a baby voice, but we're going to talk on it's it. It's almost, but it's a adult man. Yeah, adult man baby voice. It kind of town type where maybe Oops. i like a diaper pig in, a, in a, some sort of sexual fantasy. <laughs>
1: I don't like it anymore.
0: Yeah, this is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Well, you ruined it with your brain. <laughs> My very, was I was the, just a talking purse. That was
2: the <laughs> That was the alternate title of that the, was a coin the bag. alternate title of the podcast. You ruined it with your brain. <laughs> it's our it's our slug uh, line. We're back. We're back. It's night 20. 20 nights. Hey, that's good, Jason. That's pretty good. It's okay
1: one more night jason and we can legally drink
2: oh i've been drinking this whole time oh what jason don't tell anybody oh. don't arrest us um we're yeah it's we're it's it's 20 it's 20 that's a big number that's a milestone we yeah, only have an
1: allowable birthday visa Vpat. pat
2: we only have 11 days left so a week and a half
1: that's way too many. I
2: agree. Twenty, 20 feels, days like, feels <laughs> like
1: it should be almost done. <laughs> I know.
2: I that's I got excited for twenty a second.
1: straight days of podcasting. is too many straight days of podcasting. Eleven more straight days of podcasting is a, a joke. Yeah,
2: that seems like an absurd. I got really excited about twenty because it seems like such a big number. And then as soon as I did the math, I got so demoralized. Got yeah. a full week and a half, and it's a long half. It's a four day half. I e hate us. I hate me. No.
1: <laughs> Hate me too. Don't keep it to yourself. This was one of my friends texted me today and said that they've been listening to all of these and that it's been bringing them joy through their October. Oh, so that's good. It if, won't last. If anyone else is feeling that, thank you. I'm glad anyone cares. I would I <laughs> because I've... I feel like it's uh it's at the expense of our sanity <laughs> and I'm glad
2: it's going i'm glad we're burning out for a (laughs) cause you know i would believe that some of the episodes in the first two weeks could potentially bring someone joy
1: i guess that's true they haven't gotten as far as we have
2: i feel like (laughs) anyway it doesn't matter what movie did we watch today jim oh we watched Uh, the dark i (laughs) i watched two framed roger rabbit oh that's well I was gonna say that's a better choice and it probably is because who framed roger rabbit is a wonderful film it's yeah it's kind of the best
1: um, um it's a lie though i didn't watch that i watched the dark half. yeah the same movie as you jason <gasps> the same movie as
2: me this was another george romero movie
1: i know he sneaked in
2: it snucked in i didn't realize that there was another one yeah neither um and this this is uh i think the I can't imagine an- another one hitting quite this level. This is like the high watermark for Stephen King direct mm-hmm. metaphors uh, for his oh. own life. This yeah, is I mean,
1: this is just a movie about a man who can't write a book <laughs> and is falling apart and is dealing with addiction. That's all it is.
2: Well, and even more than that, it's about a man with a pen name... Yeah, and the yes. pen name writes sleazier, harsher yeah. crime-based books than he does. Yes, he I mean, basically yeah, King his- has 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 turned Richard Bachman into yeah. a metaphor for his own dark side, which yes. is intertwined with his writing and his alcoholism. But like all yeah. in a very direct way, like I can't in a super brutally direct i was like i just didn't think he could get things have been so on the nose already but this just is yeah you know this is it is the the noser
1: (laughs) yeah yeah this is this movie is stephen king's nose not snorting anything um right we're clean now or are we not clean yet
2: we're not so so this is where the the films get a little bit slippy from the books the book was written before he was totally clean um, mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly, and I'm not looking it up right now, so, um, it was sometime after, not too long after Cujo was published that his family staged their first intervention, but then I think it took a while okay. for him to get fully clean. Um, but the movie at this okay. point is, He's is fighting being with made post, uh, sobriety. Right.
1: It's in a world where he's clean, but the book is being written while he is in the battle, That which is absolutely what the book yeah. is. That makes and sense. And it,
2: it, the book is about a man who, from a young age, has been compelled to write. Yeah. Uh, and the writing has come from a dark place inside his own mind that sometimes feels like it's a completely different person who yes. is, you know, aggressive and self-destructive and... Uh, other and also other destructive and also played by yeah. Timothy Hutton, who I thought. So I've been looking at this poster for twenty days uh, as, I, as I go through and look at the different movies we're going to be doing, and I consistently, every single time I looked at the poster, thought it was a picture of Sam Neill, and so I thought <laughs> Sam Neill starred in this movie. Oh, that's amazing! And it is a testament to Timothy Hutton that mm-hmm. once I saw it was Timothy Hutton, I was not disappointed. because yeah. there's right. I don't think I could fill one hand with the number of people who, if you replaced Sam Neill with them, I'd be okay with it. Uh, (laughs) But Timothy Hutton is among them. He is, he is. I I
1: also think this movie, Jason, might be the most he's ever acted in a movie. That seems possible. Both in terms of volume and amplitude. (laughs) (laughs) He's both main characters, and he is bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Um, Yeah, He's... (laughs) The, like the, right from the, the dirty southern version of timothy hutton is the slimiest i i don't know he's such a he's such a pure version of a thing he's just he is gothic terror um and he's so good yeah this movie jason i didn't expect anything from partially because i didn't know it was romero and partially just because i didn't know anything about it uh but but it's uh it's good yeah, it's good, Jason. Yeah,
2: it's another one. I, I'm. It, it's another one in the in the like unexpected little little gems. You know it. Yes, it's, I and it's because Romero has made some clunkers. He's yeah, not he's exclusively, not uh, mm. you know, a uh, uh, top notch. But this this felt like good Romero right from the get. Yes. Like with the with yes. all the birds flying around and the tonal, so good. Like. Oh man, yeah, there there's so much that he was doing just in in little choices that it made me really mm-hmm. happy. Um yeah. one thing that I couldn't find uh enough information about to be able to really talk about. Um uh, mm-hmm. but I I did it did leave me wondering. I don't know if you've if you've heard anything about this or read anything about this. I I know that Romero himself, well, I I I have been told that he suffered from alcoholism or oh, struggled with drinking um okay I, I should hasten to add that i don't have any like hard references for that so like you may just be i may just slandering the man slandering her. i i don't think so that I, my my understanding is that like monkey shines was a product mm-hmm. was of like
1: moony shines
2: yeah um so i i i don't know his um struggles are not as well documented as king's and so okay. I don't know when they were at their worst and when, if at all, he really uh, got past them. Uh, but it would be interesting to find out what his relationship yeah. was to those things in the during the making of this movie. Because it's something that addresses those things, as we said, so pointedly and so on the nose. Yes. And he's you know he's adapted king before this is a place that he is comfortable they're friends and they're working through the film is working through a theme that both of them can relate to in different ways yes yeah it's it's
1: clearly saying something personal it's there's nothing it's in in as much as it is very on the nose it's also it feels uh like there's heart it's you know it's not um i feel like sometimes when something is so directly metaphorical it could fall the way of like the not to say anything bad about these but like a like a hallmark channel movie or like a lifetime original you know where it's just sort of preaching something at you yeah but this movie is i mean first it's being written and directed by people who are good at their craft right but it's also they clearly it clearly cares about what it is trying to say
2: oh yeah very much so
1: Um, It's just, I'm starting to feel like, um, as much as all of Stephen King's books are just about whatever is immediately happening, I'm starting to feel like he has, I'm going to say five plots Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: that he uses to talk
1: about what's happening with him. And that's it.
2: He, no, well, and, and we talked about this pretty early on. I feel like plot is not, well, not, not that directly, Hmm. but like plot is not where Stephen King shines. Yeah, um, and it
1: seems like he found, yeah, like, five, five to seven that resonate with him, and he just keeps looping back to them and reusing them in different ways. Yeah. Because there, there's so much of this book that's that's just misery, <laughs> but <laughs> Kathy Bates is also, is also James Cam, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but that, which, I feel like if you broke down, I feel like if someone went through and broke down all of these in... I feel like you could take six of the movies and and say that all of the other movies are just rehashings or or combinations of them, and I think y- if you did, they would it would sound like they're all terrible. <laughs> but um, but this one's not terrible. I enjoyed it a lot.
2: No, no, it it, it really there, there's something in here that works. I mean, that's something yeah. I think is probably just Romero. Um, sure. Well, it's Romero, but it's also uh, uh, Timothy
1: Hutton. Sure. It's also yeah. uh, uh, It's also uh, Michael Rooker. Um, it's, it's also, I can't remember who plays Hutton's wife, but it's, oh, you know, the. She's
2: somebody really great, and I always somebody. feel bad when we
1: yeah. remember the Don't women's remember, names,
2: yeah. uh, I know less readily. Um, but it's, uh, I blame the Hollywood system. And yeah, I do too. Mostly. Amy Madigan. Yes. Oh,
1: who's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She, and she's, she's great in so much stuff.
1: Um, yeah. Um, Michael Rooker as the sheriff in this movie is such a delight. I mean, I I I always like it when he pops up anywhere. But young Michael Rooker sneaking back into my life is is always young a, Michael uh, Rooker is great.
2: And but you know I you know Timothy Hutton, he's another one of these guys who like has had a real solid career but has never mm-hmm. taken off in the way that like right you feel like he probably should have. Yeah, I mean, you watch this
1: movie and he's being dual roles and he's just smoldering all over the place and and you're like oh if i was making a movie in 1994 95 i'd cast that guy yeah i
2: would want him he's handsome and he's
1: acting all- and he can do, do two things at least <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it, it was actually i was um just the the other day uh that that new david simon show was on um okay. what's it called the deuce have you seen okay. any of that i i I don't know. It's a TV show about the beginnings of the porn industry, but oh, it's okay. the only reason it came to mind is because in it,
1: when you say beginnings, do you mean like it's the 1600s? Or no. The, when did they the, begin? The, when does porn ab- begin? The Jason?
2: American cinematic porn industry.
1: So, like Mybridge. What? No. Like Edward Mybridge <laughs> photographing naked people jumping. Is that the beginning of the cinematic porn industry?
2: No. The the industry that is solely dedicated to the development of. Films for prurient interest, mybridge at least had like a plausible deniability <laughs> sure, um, sure. no it's like Times square in the in the seventies and then l a and all that stuff so um is the the development of like actual do when when people were able to successfully stop getting arrested for showing pornography. Got it. Uh, and, you know, and then the mob, I guess, took it.
1: Anyway, I don't like, care. Like the cinematic distribution channel.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, I was, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm with it, you now.
2: Yeah, it's the the, the fall of Times Square, the rise of the porn. Anyway, the only reason... And it's that, also
1: about pooping? Why is it called
2: The Deuce? Because uh, that's what the neighborhood near like that area was called, I guess, where there's, huh. like, a lot of the... I haven't watched a ton Ooh. of it because I don't like it. Um, but uh, a lot of it, there's a lot of it that it has to do Sorry. with, I'm like... i you. Um, uh, pimps and, and hookers that operate out of the deuce. Um, it, it's just, I... <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. The only reason I bring it up is because in the show, they make the completely a baffling to me decision to have james franco play two different people um he he plays twin brothers and i i'm at the james franco can barely frame play one character i was gonna say i'm at the point where i don't really want to watch james franco do one person let alone two no yeah but i part of the reason i stopped watching the show is because it was just so distracting that he was playing opposite of himself i'm like first of all just give another actor some work Like, they don't have to be identical twin brothers. Um, Or, like, just cast Dave Franco. But also, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. First of all, yeah, cast the better Franco brother. Um, But also just, all I could think about in all of those scenes was how the scene was shot to, like, put him next to each other. And it just, I just, I couldn't pay any attention. And I just bring it up because in this, Timothy Hutton is also playing uh, his own twin brother against himself. But, well... But, first of all, he's doing it much better because uh, yeah. he's a much better actor, but it yes. also made me realize that if I think even if Timothy Hutton was in something like The Deuce and doing it just as like two dudes yeah i wouldn't I would have somewhat of the same problem with it it when when you have somebody playing against themselves, I mm-hmm. personally need the the distancing of a a fantasy or a comedy sure sure uh you know framing device sure. like i can watch michael D- because you can't believe that it's exactly two separate yeah people. no matter yeah. how good an actor you are i right. understand how film works and i also see yeah. how these shots are staged so that you can be in the same shot at the like you know yeah, you can find course. the door frame that they're using to stitch the shots together <laughs> like yeah um Like, I can watch Michael J. Fox be Marty McFly and his ancestor in Back to the Future Part 3, but only because it's a joke. Um, Right, yeah, exactly. And in this, it's not a joke.
1: They're, they're like, nudging you with their elbow and doing a bit.
2: Exactly, exactly. And in this, it's not a joke, but it is a a weirdness. It's a thing that's not supposed to be happening, and therefore, I can give it license to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so it just was putting me in mind again of just how stupid I think it was to put Franco in that show. But um, we've spent way more time talking about the deuce than I ever intended to in life. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I was prodding.
1: Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Romero's too smart for that, right? Yeah. If if it wouldn't have worked, he would have just cast another guy who looked like Timothy Hutt. Yeah, totally. Um, I, Jason, they do such a good job making him two different versions of the same guy, that I had to pause on each version of him to see if evil Timothy Hutton was wearing a wig. <laughs> and I don't think he is. It's, I think it's his hair. They just style it differently. But they do such a good job that I... I, I, I don't know. Yeah. They fooled me.
2: No, it's great. I mean, he, it really does... They, every Everybody's bringing their, bringing their game to this. Yeah.
1: Um, Jason, also, uh, j- just for the log uh evil timothy hutton drives a cool car this <laughs> King
2: loves cool cars. it's true he loves cool cars but he always gives them to monsters he or them makes them a monster in misery
1: yeah
2: james scott's car isn't that cool
1: Is it? it's pretty it's almost the same car that he has in this oh, i don't remember yeah. it's, it's also like a black sports
2: car no, that's which, is, true. which is
1: why it struck me because that's true this movie is already so close to misery uh that i was like oh interesting yeah almost the same car um for me I'm sure for people who know a lot about cars that's not at all the same but
2: so the the first thing that struck me about this film is uh nothing to do with its good qualities or what's interesting about it uh but rather the the main character's name is Thad <laughs> and yes. I wasn't because I didn't know going in that this was Romero I was not giving this film mm-hmm. the attention that I mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. ultimately deserved uh sure. as I began to watch it uh, and so I was I was doing something else and then I saw it's like, Oh Romero. Uh, this might be something and then the the tonal qualities of those opening scenes made me realize like, Oh, I need to actually sit down and watch this. Yeah. I can't be doing something else. But because I was doing something else for those first few scenes, I was very confused because I thought everybody was calling the young boy Dad. <laughs> and I was like, Is his wait, is he a fa is his name Dad? Is he a father of like like, he collapses by the school bus, and people were like, mm-hmm. Dad fell down. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening in this? Um, so that was where I started with this movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but then I, I, I came back to it. Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it caught you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I also just wanted to note that the uh, the first person who dies, the photographer,
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. is 100% dressed like George Romero. Oh, I didn't. know He's like a wearing that, a George Romero funny. vest and glasses, that's and has super a George. R- and he's older than George Romero was when he made this movie. But he's oh weird. He's like done up like Romero's future. Yeah, 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 that's really. It's adorable. like what Romero ended up looking like when he at the end of his life.
1: That photographer also super adorable. That oh, whole yeah. sequence, love He's trying to make them take a photograph with a grave.
2: Yeah, it'll be great. This is a little much. <laughs> nah, the American way of death. Maybe you'll write the text. Um, oh, oh! He also that photographer also has one of my favorite baffling lines uh, mm-hmm. when they're when they pull up to the house and they get out of the car. They're traveling up there with a journalist who's doing a piece on Timothy Hutton's character and yeah, this whole yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, double life. He's uh, double literary life. He's leaving because
1: he's well. Because let's just for the for the listeners, there he has been secretly writing under a second name, and some crazy guy is gonna expose him if he doesn't what, give him a bunch of money or whatever. Yeah, uh, and so he's like, "Well, I'll just expose myself. <laughs> I'll expose myself, <laughs> uh, and yeah. then and then kill my fake guy, and then as soon as he does that, his fake guy." Becomes real and murders people and finds his way to his house and forces him to write his books.
2: Yeah, which I I really have always liked. And they uh, both
1: die in a swirl of birds. No, that's not true. (laughs) The bad guy dies in a swirl of birds.
2: Yeah. It really put me in mind of what you were saying the other day when we did Sometimes They Come Back about ghost rules. and And how you... like, ghosts for you are this, like, force of will and force of ego that bring you back. Yeah. And it is something I really like about this, is that this this alternate personality of his um, is just sort of, like, willing itself back into existence. Yes. Like, I really... Yeah, it's I a really, thing that's that so he made strong.
1: up that somehow is just... Yeah, it's forcing itself to be real. Um, and it's so good. And then And then sort of when they meet and they start working together, this, like, this other half... He starts. It's it's like the realer the uh, the dark half gets, the more the real guy falls apart. Yeah, um, f- physically and physiologically. Yeah, uh, and it's really beautiful it's at, at the end when they're both sort of locked into his uh, attic den secret writing compartment in his in his house in uh this, jason this town this movie goes back and forth they talk about castle rock a bunch but i think they're not in it most of the time i can't remember i tried to piece it together but i didn't totally land it but it's part part of the time they like have a house in castle rock and then one house that isn't and the, they're the either cabin or cabin or not in the
2: cabin is in castle rock
1: okay so when they're at that cabin in his secret writing room behind a library or whatever um, and it's just it's just the two of them in there, and they're so sweaty, uh, and they're both kind of like d- 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 molting, um, and oh, it's just it's so it's just <laughs> Timothy Hutton and Timothy Hutton and a camera, yeah. And it's so t- t- beautiful. I don't know what I was trying to say when I started saying this, but I it's so good. It's just
2: good, yeah. It's, um, yeah,
1: it's it's just so I don't know. <sighs> it's it- great. <laughs> And then oh and then th- the ending Jason it ends as suddenly and and on a half step as children of the corn. This is the first one we've hit <laughs> sure. that is a mirror to that because it's just it's like they have a big fight and then birds explode their way into the house and rip the man apart and fly away and then it just kind of stops. <laughs> um and and you're you're like oh I guess okay we're done. Yeah, take him um, back to which, hell. <laughs> it's it's delightful but it feels like You're so used to that sort of one more beat at the end, and they're just like, nah, who
2: cares? nope, this is just how it goes. Um, The baby's alive. The guy's fine. Whatever, who cares? (laughs) But yeah, I I just, I really, I do like that. Because I was pushing back at you a little bit about the ghost stuff and bringing in some more cosmic rules mm-hmm. and stuff which is what i find appealing in a lot of supernatural fiction sure. is the more cosmic aspect to it or the more unknown world and forces of beyond course your of course being but i i do have a space in my heart and especially when it's this character is depicted by timothy hutton of just yeah. a dark force willing itself into existence
1: oh man right um,
2: just I, because, like, some, because someone it
1: is, made it up, and it's like, no, I'm going to be real now.
2: Well, so so the weird thing about the film, though, is that he he sort of makes it up and sort of doesn't, right? Because
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh, that's true. There, it's there always is, been in him. Yeah, there is a core reality to Stark, right. which is that which he is, ate
1: his twin in the womb,
2: and that it then lived in his brain.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so like there was he had a twin in the room that somehow went into him, and yeah. and there's an eyeball in his brain, and yeah. you know the the twin is quote, dead, but right. that it's then but able still to-
1: inside it. Right, they, like, can't extract it from him because he'll yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, Is that- yeah, yeah.
2: So, But then that it's able to will itself into, yeah. uh, like, a manifestation of an existence, like, starting to yeah. build its own body and taking... Like, I just, I like that conceit.
1: The easy way to do that, Jason, would be like uh, how to get ahead in advertising, right? Where it grows out of him because that's because it sort of lives in his brain and it could generate as a boil and then turn yes. into a whole man, yes. right? But instead of that, it gener- it, it appears what, in like Alabama. It just <laughs> becomes a man with a car yeah. in a motel somewhere drinking bourbon, which yeah. is so beautiful and
2: weird when that's where it gets to your idea of like the, that he made him up right because he he's imbued yeah. george stark with all of these qualities right, right. his ultimate ego right. um and so when he manifests in the world he has these things that he has imagined for him
1: yeah it's a little bit it's almost like um monkey bone or cool world both of which we should do episodes about someday <laughs> because or we could do them both in one they're both great um but in both of those it's like someone creates a universe and then ends up dealing with that whole universe but in this it's just one guy yeah uh it's a it's a, like a microcosm version of that same kind of story but darker
2: yeah i i'm i just look cool it's pretty dark i'm i'm pretty into that um yeah, yeah this is it this is a solid little little movie it is it does yeah. feel like a like a small movie
1: which it is very small is i mean most nice. of it is just two to three people it's yeah. Yeah, it's very tight
2: yeah it doesn't it's not too expansive it's not Mm-mm. trying to you know there there's not i don't know there there's not a ton outside of this guy's experience of this yeah. like there there's a nod to those things like with the birds and the, yeah. there's a little bit of cosmic element to it but i i feel like it's been a while since we've had Such something tight movie. something tight and small that worked really well like misery was yeah. tight and small but it didn't yes. It, you know, whatever. It doesn't land. Yeah. yeah.
1: It feels like Stephen King's penchant is to just go, right? He's like, here's a whole town and 90 people, and it's going to go for a thousand pages and whatever, and then whoever's adapting it is like, oh my God, how do I deal with this? Yeah. Um, but this one is clearly, I mean, I assume the book also, it's just about Timothy Hutton. Yeah, I don't the know. I don't about know Timothy m- Hutton. Much about uh, the book at all. And, well, I, at least the movie version, it's just about this one guy yeah. and the issue that he's created for himself. In the I book I do know
2: uh, interestingly enough the character is named Timothy Hutton. Oh really? Yeah. Great. That makes a lot of sense. And his his alter ego is Himothy Dutton.
1: Mm, that tracks. That tracks with my understanding of Stephen King.
2: Yeah. It's like nobody will know that, <laughs> and that he's a secretly idiot. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had to talk him out of making the Richard Bachman books by Kevin Singh. <laughs> um no it is it is it is also just it's just a funny it's a funny joke to to like reimagine the whole is stephen king richard bachman thing as something with stakes as opposed to just like a funny thing that just a
1: lark that happened in the world for two years and then and then and then people were
2: like we know this yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly everyone was like it's stephen king again
2: yeah
1: (laughs) it's his Uh, other name (laughs)
2: <laughs> i yeah, remember it's,
1: it's like a it's a joke in a lot of these movies right there was one where they were like oh bachman high school or whatever yeah, it's, yeah
2: exactly it's it, it like, comes or, up, or bachman it's... Mil, the the mill in in Prairie oh yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bachman, no. it's just a um, funny but it, it's then funny to reimagine that as like something with teeth yeah that's
1: like Ooh, he's gonna murder me pretty good.
2: um there's also the funny thing that like in this he's reimagined himself as the uh as like the high class author yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> versus versus the george Stark, misery that where is he's, the uh, oh sure the, like, that's right totally the pulpy pulpy um but at, <laughs> but it's, at, at, at least it's, what it's, <laughs> well, my dad told me was that when the bachman books were first coming out he remembered yeah. reading reviews where people were like this is how stephen king would write if he was an actual writer whoa really? <laughs> it's like this is what a stephen king book would look if stephen king could write well and that was before they crazy. knew that it was king right
1: right yeah um it's it is it is sort of again the same as Misery though Jason because it's like the the version that's that's pushing to exist is the version that writes romance novels in one and pulpy pulp in the other one and in both times the the positive happy go lucky version of the handsome man that's playing Stephen King uh <laughs> wants to write something greater, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it's he has to be um, sort of disabused of his pretensions in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. The monster, uh, but Jason,
1: the the sparrows are flying again.
2: Sparrows are flying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, this is this is a nice little visit to a nice little movie. I'm glad yeah. that that we watched this. I really. Yeah. Um, there is apparently. I really. I wanted us to to do this for the podcast, but that you know. We got into the podcast and realized that we don't even have time to do the podcast, let alone anything additional. Sure. But there is apparently a text-based computer game
1: based on this movie. Based on this? This feels like a very strange one to choose for a game.
2: Yes. And I (laughs) For the exact
1: reasons that we were just talking about it being a nice breath of fresh air, right? It's... Any of the games where it's a full where there's forty five pe- people and eight thousand pages of content, that seems like a video game this This one is so contained
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, so i I really I kind of wanted us to find what it do you, do you just have <laughs> to write a it? novel? I don't know, I don't know anything about it it was it was released. it was like a like a DOS based game. Um, oh wait, I'm looking at it. I just looked it up now there it's not text based there's images. Interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> they, they said a beautiful 8 bit image of the eyeball and the brain. So nice. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to post that on the website. So I just, we should we should play this game at some point in time. Okay. Is I'm all fully I'm saying. on board for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to do it for the podcast, but instead we, we can- should just do it for us. Oh, so the, the one thing I was going to say uh, four hours ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, probably the last thing I have to say about this movie because there's not much, the, the, the good ones are harder to talk about. Like there's not that much to to pick apart because you're just like, yeah, I liked it. There's the yeah. birds flew. There was like, an eyeball the performances were good. The Timmy bits were all nice. Great. Amy Madigan's yeah. great. Michael yeah. Rooker is the best.
1: <laughs> yeah. Super um, good. He might be. I don't know if this is true. I was going to say he might be my favorite of the small town sheriffs we've run across, but that's probably not true. Farnsworth might still be my favorite. Oh, Farnsworth by but, far. But this by is Farnsworth. a very strong small town law enforcement.
2: Yes, agreed, agreed. And that is that is that is a runner that should be paid attention to. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's in two thirds of these movies. It's true.
2: I did also have an inexplicable bird bath. <laughs> bird bath. <laughs> <laughs> As an inexplicable fondness for the deputy or the sheriff or whatever in it that just like runs down the hill oh, and goes yes. like, "What are you kids doing building a <laughs> dam?" Just so you know, another child died. Stayed again, yeah. <laughs> and then he never shows up again. No, nope, just as one bit, uh, mad so, at some kids in the woods. I'm I'm into that. Uh, but yeah. the thing I was going to say is that the uh, the the Castle Rock George Romero death photographer. Nice. Um, he has one of my favorite bits that's also totally confusing. Uh, when they're <laughs> arriving at the cabin, they're arriving yeah. with yeah, yeah, yeah. the journalist who's writing about so Timothy See, can take Huttons. pictures of them on the deck and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, the guy calls out to the journalist as the journalist gets out of the car You're the New Yorker, I can tell from your hair. <laughs> but the guy is wearing a cowboy hat that covers his whole entire head. <laughs> so what does he think that that cowboy hat is his hair <laughs> and that that's how people in new york wear their hair shaped like a cowboy hat
1: mate was it meant to be sarcastic where he was like you're i can tell you're from texas because i can't see your hair no but he is from new york but he is the new yorker yeah.
2: he is the, like it's that yeah it was completely confusing and it's a super amazing. weird bit. you should start <laughs> yelling that at people jason you're the new yorker i can tell from your hair yeah but then the guy also replies that he's from Time, so maybe he thought that he thought he was the New Yorker magazine <laughs> because of his hair? I don't know. Everything about it was confusing and wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and also there was that <laughs> agent uh, who just looks at the camera and goes, I like trash. I love trash. Yes. <laughs> so oh, I was like, my oh, God. Jim, you're in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me. That's <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I, I think that's, that's about enough time spent on the dark half. That's uh, I don't have anything striking to say. Go it's good. Cool, it's worth movie. watching. It's it. good. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's it's good. A, it's,
1: it's like t- It's in the. It's two thirds of the way up the power list.
2: Yeah, I think I, I think so. I don't know. I maybe this la- maybe in the last episode we're gonna do some real rankings, maybe, like sure, dig yeah. in, and we have to at least tally up which ones we've decided are good and which ones are bad. Can and we, then just we have pay to decide someone, Jason, a- to
1: turn one character from each movie into a uh, Street Fighter Two-style video game <laughs> and use that to determine which one's the best?
2: Oh man, that would be nice. Maybe we'll we we should at least just score the episode with Street Fighter sound effects.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah.
2: All right, cool. This has been Ben held to the king. Um, uh,
1: Jason, this going, is day twenty days twenty, strong. right? Mm-hmm. I I just want to um, remind everyone who's. I feel like this is about the time that they're all going out to buy candy for Halloween, right? That's or if you haven't yet, I just want to. It's important. Generally, reminder
2: to the everybody, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> but I but but it's the time that I'm going out to buy. New bags of candy because of yeah yeah because you've already, already eaten the first bar. one yeah good
1: um, I just I think it's important uh, to remind everybody that's getting Halloween candy for children to give out uh, in eleven days that um, that nougat is for assholes like like you sh-
2: like you should put it on one like does it feel good
1: yeah, yeah you use it for for massages <laughs> and such
2: it makes a good lube
1: yeah I'm saying don't give it to children they're not they're not ready for it. You're, <laughs> you're encouraging aberrant behavior you use it as as uh, as the coating for a
2: tossed salad
1: yeah gross real gross chase <laughs> <Jason. laughs> this the episode has started and ended with you grossing me out
2: about assholes
1: hell to the king is a special presentation of the synesthesia podcast Produced by Iguana Donald Studios, and distributed by Split Tooth Media. Music by Loyalty Free. Hell to the King is an albatross flying above our heads at sea. There are storm clouds ahead. The sirens are calling. My pants. Help me get my pants off. I live in the sea now. (laughs)
0: Chichu 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 chichu